What is going on, everybody? Today is Halloween. So October 31st, 2020. And I'm Mike, and we have a few things to talk about today. It's still kind of interesting, kind of late, and we'll talk about that. I'm also here with Brian. Yeah. Um, Halloween. Uh, still waiting for Mike to scream. Uh, might have another chance. We heard that Shocktober might go into November. He might give us a bonus. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to hear him scream for real. Yeah. So this week was kind of crazy. We had uh, the tropical storm that came through uh, tropical storm Zeta or Zeta or however you want to pronounce it uh, came through and wrecked pretty much all of Atlanta. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like a very vicious storm, but because of the the landscape and all of the trees, uh, a lot of trees fell down, took out power. I was I was personally out of power uh, without power for probably about 12 to 16 hours. Uh, I had friends that were up to 30 hours. Uh, so it's been a kind of a crazy week. We weren't able to even have our show normally on Thursday like we typically do. Uh, so we're actually recording this on Saturday. And uh, earlier this week, we had some other issues that came up because of just everything going on. So it just it kind of pushed everything out this week, which was kind of uh, interesting for, you know, things that do happen. But it is something that did happen. Uh, as as Brian had mentioned, uh, I finished up my Shocktober uh, event that we had for a charity to raise money for Able Gamers Charity, and I was able to get through all four uh, games. And I will say, after playing all the four games, the probably the scariest to me was Resident Evil Resident Evil Seven, but I can't really say it was like super scary. Uh, even the one last night that I expected to be really scary, it started off really strong. I was like on the edge of my pants. And right on my seat and I don't know, something like that. Yeah, something else phrasing. was on the edge of your pants. Yeah, something something of that nature. But then but then it got turned into like a zombie game. And I was like, so zombies aren't a thing for me. I don't I don't get scared from zombies like zombies isn't like I play zombie games. I watch zombie movies like that doesn't bother me. The uh, the creepy, weird type things, the the ghosts and stuff like that. That's what haunts me. And uh, literally, so literally. that that didn't really work out that way. But I will say because of all of the people that watched and helped and including uh, Phoenix here as well, uh, we were able to raise six hundred dollars uh, for the Able Gamers charity for kids with disabilities to be able to get uh, controllers modified for whatever purpose they needed to do so they can play games. And uh, it was really awesome to, to see that people came together, uh, even just to watch me stream or scream both and then also participate in the charity. So it was really awesome. Uh, much love to all of you guys. And thank you for that. The I mean, other than that, so uh, he did mention I'm going to play a bonus game. Uh, they talked me into basically playing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. So I will be doing one more stream this upcoming Friday. So it'll be November, I think, 6th. Uh, I'll do one more stream and we'll play Five Nights at Freddy's. And uh, I'll see how how scared I get on that one. But uh, either way, it was still a fun experience. It's, it's fun to, to kind of conquer something that I'm not really a fan of. Uh, and I will say, even after all of those four games, the scariest game I've played this month is Phasmophobia. And I just have yeah. to throw that out there. So, uh, Hands anyway, down. yeah. Uh, so before we jump into the news, <laughs> this is something that kind of just got my attention, of course, but it's, uh, if you ever go into McDonald's and usually the joke is always, you know, the ice cream machine's down, it's down. It's never going to be up. You, whatever you ask for, it's never going to be the way, even if like, like if you've worked at McDonald's and you know how they work there, like, you know, the machine should be working and they'll just say it's not working. Uh, so an actual uh, like engineering kid, he's is like really young. Um, he started off a website. He's 24 years old. He's a software engineer, and he launched a website called McBroken. And what it is is a it's a geographical map, and it shows dots on the map to show you the locations of different McDonald's. And there's a, a green dot for it's working, 
and a red dot for it's broken. And it has an ability where you go in and you can actually click and say and report it. Was it reported broken or reported working? And uh, it compiles all this information and all the data. And then you actually on there, there's like multiple cities that it has like the, like the major cities where you can actually like go through and like see if that thing is actually working in that city. So I just thought it was super funny. Like obviously the ice cream machine thing's always been a big deal, but it's it's now we have a tracker for it. So you can at least go find a McDonald's that actually has ice cream. So it was just interesting. Just, this is like, this is a marketing opportunity for McDonald's right there where since it sounds like it's user submitted, Obviously, since this guy isn't going out throughout the entire nation. Yeah. It, this is a, an a opportunity for each of the different franchise owners to like make sure theirs gets fixed and then post on to McBroken that theirs is working. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then drive. A, a, I mean, it's probably a fractional amount of more business that's going to come, but that's still more business that's coming in. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah, you can always capitalize on things like this that are like uh, viral on the Internet. You can always try to use that for for good. But yeah. will they do it? Probably not. Those machines will stay broken forever because that's just how it goes. <laughs> sure. Thinking of different ways to bring in money. We did talk about the airline. That uh, was turning planes, grounded planes into restaurants and had right. sold out. Well, other airlines are also thinking outside of the box on how they can also capitalize on this change of environment that we have during the Rhone economy. And in this case, thinking more inside the box, because what Finnair did is that they decided to sell their airplane food. Would you say they came up with an idea out of Finnair? No, <laughs> that, that was terrible. Thinking inside the box was much better. Jeez, oh, Pete. Oh, that's pretty bad. So, yeah, they, they package this up. This looks like it's ready to be, like, sold at a Kroger or something like that. Uh, and it looks very much like the airplane moon food all set, ready to go to microwave. Because, I mean, how else do you think they cook it while they're in the air anyway? Yeah. They're not fans of running ovens at 400 degrees, that's for sure. So, uh, if, if, if you happen to miss that personal taste of airline food uh then this is sounds like this is for you i know people are just craving anything at this point <sighs> um that, oh that real, je quick, ne sais quoi. real quick uh we are missing bruno uh Demirin's actually not here he's actually out in the field reporting uh so he will be missing on this episode but uh have no fear he is still here uh he'll be back shortly so uh so yeah so i guess we'll go ahead and get into the news all right. Okay. So the first thing in the news is this is on tip of everybody's tongue. I know it was yep. a huge disappointment for everybody. Yep. Uh, I know that, you know, everybody was looking forward to games launching, especially with the new consoles coming out. Uh, you know, these new games on consoles is going to be important to, you know, the, the success really of this generation. Uh, so it's it's with a heavy heart that I am here to report that uh, Destruction All-Stars for the PlayStation 5, a first-party title, has been delayed till February. Uh, and I know, I know that everybody was looking forward to that, but I don't know why you're Wait, laughing, who? Mike. So uh, unfortunately, you got Xbox that is going to be launching with basically zero first-person titles. 
Uh, PlayStation is going to be launched with a couple of first person titles, including the built in, uh, not, not Astro Bot, it's like Astro Camp, I think. But uh, Destruction All-Stars, which is a vehicle arena destruction game, kind of think a little bit of Rocket League, but less on the sport of the ball moving around, but more environmental things that can destroy your car. Other people can run into your car, special abilities reminds, that can. It reminds me kind of like Twisted Metal. It's kind yeah. of how it had like flavors of that. Yeah. And you can even jump out of your car if it gets destroyed enough. And in theory, you might even be able to jack other people's cars. It looks very interesting. It originally was going to be free to play and supported by the microtransactions for cosmetics. However, now it looks like that it's only going to be free on PlayStation Plus and they will have their microtransactions still. And if otherwise, if you don't have PlayStation Plus, apparently it's at one of the new prices. It's going to be $70. And it wow. does does not look like it's got enough content for a $70 game. Like 40 bucks, I could see. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you say not enough content, but you've got games like Battlefield that release with like half the gameplay. Modern Warfare comes out with half the gameplay at those same but, price points. So, And you get Star Wars Squadrons an EA product like the battlefield, yeah. like you're talking about, uh, it comes out for 40 bucks and has yeah. a decent amount of content in it. So, uh, yes, for, for possibly the five people that were looking forward to this game, uh, maybe, maybe more, it, it looks kind of fun, but I can't see that people are actually going to be all that broken up, but yeah, this is pushing out till February. Wow. Now we need to actually segue in all seriousness into an important part of our week. And uh, so we'll just, we're going to kick this off a little bit earlier this week than we do other week, other weeks. That's right. Right now it's Zeiss cyberpunk 2077 weekly update. Did you hear that? Did you, let me do it again. That's about how I feel with the, the first news from this earlier this week. So if you're not already, uh, if you're living under a rock and you haven't heard the news, uh, the news is Cyberpunk 2077 has again been yet delayed, uh, this time by 21 days. Uh, so the Twitter post came out from uh, Cyberpunk, or uh, sorry, uh, well, Cyberpunk 2077, but from CD Projekt Red. And basically they said, you know, hey, everyone, they just, and I liked how they did this first line. Today we've decided to move everything 21 days. The new release date is now December 10th. Uh, and then they go into the reasoning why instead of trying to bury it at the bottom. Uh, but they come out and they said, basically, you know, the, the idea is, you know, they're preparing this game to launch on like nine different platforms. You have your PS4, your PS5, your Xbox uh, Series X, your Xbox One, your PS, uh, PS, uh, PC, your Stadia and all these different platforms. That they're trying to get working correctly. Probably Luna. And may, most likely maybe Luna. There's also... You know, and they said all of this is happening while they're all working from home because, you know, still in the hashtag Corona economy, it's it's hard to just like get into a place and just do this together. Uh, along with that, they said, you know, they already mentioned they had gold already uh, established, but they said, you know, that doesn't really mean anything uh, because there's still the day one patch, like the day the day one patch that comes out. still going to be doing a lot of things. And like they said, they're not they're not finished making like they're not finished polishing the game. So they're going to continue working, making sure that yeah. everything is perfect you know, when they release it. 
And you know, they said, obviously, this is a hard decision, but this is what they're going to have to do. And it is what it is. Yeah, so, it's still gold. Gold just means that it's ready to send out to any physical disc manufacturers because it's going to be like Zeissy just said, it's going to be patched anyway. They it, Gold <laughs> is just simply a line in the sand that they're like, OK, it is feature complete. It has all the different features in it. They work reasonably well. We have a list of known bugs we're going to work on. We've got some polishing we're going to work on. We've got some, you know, for specific platforms, some optimizations to work on. Right. But it's still gold and that hasn't changed. The delay isn't because the game isn't ready for, you know, the features. The game isn't ready for all these little bug fixes that they want to do on all these different platforms. That's why yeah. they went into mandatory, uh, you know, crunch that's why i said we would wait a week and now and now you are <laughs> going to wait three weeks apparently <laughs> so with all this news obviously i'm bummed everybody else is bummed we all want to play the game as soon as possible but at the same time we do want to finish product we want it to be as best as it can possibly be we know they do good work so cd well, project red isn't going to save any kind of you know really yeah. anything on this because they just need to get it done they, they know they need to save the time yeah, and, and that's what boggles my mind is, you know, I don't, you know, we're bummed, yes, but we don't necessarily have a major problem with this, especially since they're already a mandatory crunch. And, and I would rather that, you know, that, that the developers, the actual people putting in the hours working on this have a good work-life balance too, that that they're you know, not going to get burned out on this. Th this is the fourth date in just a little over a year yeah. because it was E3 last year. Keanu Reeves came out and said, April 16th, 2020. <laughs> yeah. A April. They were that targeting before, April. Before we knew the world would be different. <laughs> Still well, last week, really. During E3 last year, that is correct. And then they pushed it back to September 7th, then November 19th, and now December 10th. So I almost wish that when they weren't going to make the September 7th, they just went back to, it'll be done when it's done. You know, pull a blizzard on us at least because yeah. I think there would be a lot less people upset if they just said, we'll let you know when it's done and, and we'll give you some lead time before we release it. Yeah. And going into that, like you said, people being upset, you know, obviously there's going to be people that are going to expect this game to be obviously amazing at this point, because if you're going to keep delaying it, we're going to keep delaying it. We're giving you more time, giving you more time. We're going to expect this to be perfect. But on the other side, there are people who just get upset and just have to feel like they have to troll or they have to voice their opinion. And even in this case, uh, they actually came out a few days later uh, on Twitter and had to post this, which is something ridiculous. But um, they had to come out and say, and this is uh and I think and I'm going to murder this name, but it's uh, Andres, I guess, uh, Zad, uh, Zawadzki, I can't even pronounce it. Um, but one of the main de uh, developers in the game, it says, I understand you're feeling angry, disappointed and want to voice your opinion about it. Uh, he said, however, sending death threats to the d developers is absolutely unacceptable and just wrong. Yeah. We are people just like you. So, of course, people are already were already sending death threats over a video game because they're not releasing it on the date that they wanted to release it. Come on, people grow up. It's not that serious. I mean, yeah, we want it to be released, but yeah, these are real people that are actually working on things that now have to be worried about someone potentially wanting to kill them over something. And that's just ridiculous. It's, yeah. you know, 
it'll come out when it comes out. I mean, it's, you know, all we have this year is time. So it's like, just, just lay back, you know, play something else, play the other 300 games in your steam library that you haven't played yet, that you've already bought and you haven't downloaded. Uh, so play those and you'll, by the time you finish all of those, maybe the game will be released. Yeah. Agreed. It, it's really, it sucks when you have this vocal minority that is going out there and trolling. Most trolls are part of a vo- vocal minority. That's not how most of the people think. Right. Again, we might be bummed it got delayed, but we're not like throwing things around, smashing windows and like wanting to send death threats. Whether, because there's a ton of people that send those death threats that are like, well, I was just joking, man. That And and yeah, yeah. They're, they're not people who actually would have like tried to go out and kill someone but that's still not cool. You don't do that shit. And, but it, fortunately it's still a minority, but it's, then it's the minority of that minority. That is the scary, you know, 10th of a percent that actually might do things. Even I think last week we were talking about the, the, the screen sniper that stalked the YouTube, you know, the, the streamer in real life. And it's like, that gets scary at that point. Yeah, there's a, so, there's a certain line that you don't cross, and that's definitely part of that other line that you don't cross. So. Yeah, so I, I agree. They're people, <sighs> too, just like us. We should we should stop treating them as like these faceless people on the Internet that you can just like treat like it's a video game. It's not a video game when you're talking to these people. Yeah, keyboard and warriors. Yeah, you know, you, it's OK in a video game that you kill people. That's part of the video game. In fact, you're going to be able to kill people in Cyberpunk 2077. Guaranteed. You don't talk about that to real. You don't speak to real people that way. Yeah. Anyway, that is not all, though. We keep talking about delayed games and cyberpunk delaying their game actually ended up another causing another game to be delayed. So Path of Exile was going to release their 3.13 endgame expansion uh, December. And this was an expansion they've been working on for a while, you know, and, and path of exile is this game that has just been constantly expanded upon and, and grown. And it, and it very much has made its money off of microtransactions. It is a very cool concept. Diablo esque three, you know, uh, three quarter perspective looter game, uh, just fun to play always has new content. They're always changing up their systems in it. The people who play it really love that game. And I play it occasionally. It is fun too, but they're not delaying because the expansion isn't ready. They're delaying because they want to get out of the way of cyberpunk 27, releasing in December. <laughs> I mean, it's not the, I mean, the same thing happens to movies, you know, movies yeah. get pushed out when, when there's bigger box office, like the, the blockbusters that are coming out. As soon as that moves, they're like, yep, we're moving our movie. Cause I mean, nine times out of 10, what happens that the movie comes out and then you watch it probably two years later going like, wow, when did this come out? And you look at the calendar, you're like, oh, that was during Lord of the Rings or that was during, yeah, you know, some other crazy got, star Wars movie or something. It just got buried, got overshadowed. And that's what they're trying to avoid here. Uh, you know, they're, they, they know that some of their fans are probably fans of Cyberpunk 2077. They're going to want to go play that. So they're just delaying the release. They're going to be finishing. They're not changing the scope of the expansion. They're not adding new features in. It's not delayed. 
uh, they're going to be finishing it on time about early to mid December. And as soon as they finish it, they're just going to start work on the next expansion 3.1.4. And they'll yeah. just, and they just won't delay. They, they won't release 3.13 right away. They're going to release it just a little bit later. So they kind of get out of that launch window. So yeah. very interesting kind of cascade there. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So in other news among us, obviously huge game that everybody's playing two years later after it was released. Uh, it's um, not very technical. Like it's, it's a very simplistic game that even the developers didn't expect it to be this popular, but then it obviously the sensation on Twitch and the way that people have been playing it, even, you know, are even uh, representatives are actually playing this game on live streaming, which was also record breaking. As we talked about last week, uh, they actually came out and announced that there was um a huge uh, patch they had to put out because of a Eris Loris spam attack. And what happened is a hacker was able to, or a hacker or hacker group, I'm not exactly sure, but they were able to get a hold of, um, it's, it's a YouTube guy named Eris Loris is what the channel is. And they were able to figure out a way to spam chat the game. So it would like start spamming on your, on your chat and you wouldn't be able to get rid of it. And uh, they immediately went to town to try to get a patch in place on this, um, which they were able to do. And they even said, like, we were super duper aware of the current hacking issue and they would be trying to put out an emergency spam address to address it or an emergency patch to address it. And but what you saw just like just a minute ago, but what they're saying is uh, like one of them said, like, you're mad. I'm back. Subscribe to Eris Loris. Vote Trump 2020. And then there was like a discord link. And it's just like one after another. One, two, three, four, five. Like, just keep going. Uh, there was another one that said, like, uh, some other random things that they had. It was just a bunch of random things that were popping up, but it was all spammed like to basically bring traffic to uh, this Eris Loris page. And, uh, and I'm sure some other things on that. So they've got this patched. It's, uh, you know, something that's unfortunate, but even with any like phasmophobia, there's always going to be hackers that figure out things, especially on these games that are not like triple A studios that are releasing. They're like, you know, just, you know, a couple of developers here and there and they're putting out a game. There's going to be people that are going to find things and try to exploit stuff. So I'm not surprised, but it was good that the, the developers already had and just went ahead and patched it and moved through it. So they knew knew what they needed to do. Well, let's get some to some good news here. Let's get to something fun. And it's about Among Us. Let's let's bring back the fun to Among Us. Well, <laughs> it's already fun as it is anyway, but it's had some releases some changes not just bug fixes for the Eris Loris but they've also brought in some cosmetics for Halloween cool they got a pumpkin hat you know big old machete in the head you know a whole bunch of fun little cosmetics that you can do and that kind of prompted some people to play around with the idea of how to play among us and so this gentleman Michael Hyam uh posted on GameSpot little article on how to play among us like it's a horror movie. <laughs> and this, this really doesn't work well with randos because you got to all agree upon how you're going to play it more on that in a minute. So this is something that you can get together with your friends and just add a little change up to how you're playing among us, a little bit of spice. The, the main thing here is that when you start, you play with only one imposter, never two, only one imposter. And as soon as you start, the person who's the imposter announces that they're there, that they're the imposter. Now, anyone who's played That's among weird. us is scratching their head like, how's that going to work? Well, again, right. you got to make some changes here. First of all, uh, there's no really voting phase because the, the, the whole goal here isn't 
to throw the imposter out of the airlock. The the idea here is the imposter is that like that unstoppable slasher killer that's coming out after you, like a Jason or a Freddy or okay. you know, something like that. So he, uh, all the regular crewmates, their speed gets increased to about two to three times faster than normal. And then the vision range of the killer is reduced down to 0.25. So it's a quarter oh, wow. of normal size. Yeah. But his kill timer is reduced down to 10 seconds. So oh, he can kill quick. So then it just becomes a game. Everybody can talk. There's no emergency button because there's no voting or anything like that. And the killer can't use sabotage to slow things down. His only job is to try to kill all the crewmates. While the crewmates <laughs> only job is to complete the tasks. So it just depends on whether they get killed first or they complete all their tasks and repair the ship, uh, deciding which side wins. And of course, since you can talk during the whole time, you can be like, well, I just passed med bay and I got the killer right behind me. So that means that somebody on the other side of the ship doing navigation is like, oh, I have time. I can complete my task. So there's going to be a lot of talking. Uh, It it looks like a fun way to play it. Haven't tried it yet, but I'm looking forward to trying this out. That's cool. So moving on to some interesting news. Uh, we all know the jokes way, the original Xbox, that's where the name, that's where the, you know, saying Xbox huge came from was the original Xbox was so huge. Yeah. Although now the PlayStation five is actually larger, which is interesting. Yeah. But then, you know, all the jokes and the memes started happening when everybody saw the Xbox series X, which is, you know, that big black square monolith you know and everybody's like it looks like a refrigerator and sure enough you know like one of the early one of the early not podcasts but you know video casts that xbox did to you know hype up everything one of the things they did is they they virtually replaced the refrigerator behind one of the guys with you know kind of a picture of the xbox so they kind of leaned into that meme well they have continued to lean into it in fact, Microsoft is the place that makes your memes come true. That's, That's right. <laughs> right. That that is because they have created the Xbox Series X fridge. <laughs> and it is a real life working refrigerator. And they how I found out about it, it was hilarious. I found out about this because I saw a tweet that got leaked by Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg said, hey, this this Xbox fridge showed up and he showed it on his Twitter account. And that got quickly pulled down because he wasn't supposed to announce it quite yet. And then I, Justine, also got one and she did a whole video that she was supposed to do that video. She did a whole video about opening it up and plugging it in and all this stuff. And she said something that I thought was really interesting is that there were only three that were made. And she said she got one. Snoop Dogg got one. And the only other one was going to be given away as a sweepstakes prize. So there is. So and then finally, just recently, October 28th, three days ago, the Xbox Series X fridge world premiere 4K trailer. They did 4K trailer for this thing. It's so ridiculous. 
they got this out and they, so they announced officially the sweepstakes. Cause I just seen the Snoop Dogg stuff happen uh, much earlier in the week. So they got this out there and they got an actual sweepstakes for this thing. And if you want to check it out, the sweepstakes is available, but it is only happening up through November 4th. And it is a sweepstakes through their Twitter. So if you check the official Xbox account, they've already tweeted out the sweepstakes entry. You go, you have to follow Xbox and then you have to retweet their tweet. Plus you have to use a certain hashtag in it. Uh, I did that. And I also, I think I also hashtagged out like SAS gaming or something like that along with it. <laughs> nice. I figured if a couple other people are going to see it, yeah, let's get that well. in there. Uh, but yeah, they, they, uh, they've already got it out there. It's only until the fourth. So if you are interested on being an owner of a device that is only owned by two other people in the world, I Justine and Snoop Dogg, then check out that sweepstakes. Uh, also do not expect, I mean, if you, if you actually go and look at the video and everything, they're literally putting like a giant like shell around an existing refrigerator. So they've made it so that it's actually larger than a standard refrigerator. now. Yeah. So do well, not expect that this will fit in your house. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like laughing. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking of some kid in a dorm that's going to oh win God. this thing. Oh God. And they're going to show up on campus with it. And they're going to be like, where do I put this? And he's going to be like, I don't know. Let's put it in the hallway or something. Yeah, they'll put it <laughs> in the hallway like, next to the Coke machine or something. Yeah, like it's going to be mean, just ridiculous. And the thing is, it's a working refrigerator. It's got, uh, it's it's really cool because it's got fake cutouts in the back of where like the cables would plug into the Xbox. The top of it is just like the top of the Xbox Series X. It's got green lights on the inside. When you open the door, it plays the Xbox Series X startup sound. Oh my God. I mean, they put some thought into this thing. This is ridiculous. But yeah, making it's memes come true for sure. Ridiculous. And it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And the response of making our memes come true was so strong that Aaron Greenberg decided to tweet out and said, hey, I want to do some marketing research. If we were to perhaps, I don't know, make a mini Xbox fridge. That's so funny. I was literally thinking like a mini fridge would be better. That's would super would funny. you would you actually buy that as a product? And that, you know, and that makes sense. I think that would sell like a shit ton. Because I mean, think about all the, the kids dorms. you buy. Right. The rock star they show in or the monster energy drinks they show in the fridge already. Like that would be right here under my desk where I'm playing video games. I could just open it up, grab my rock star monster, and then crack it Absolutely. open and keep playing Modern Warfare. I mean that's just, I got that is gold. I got enough space under my desk and the cat loves anything that produces heat and the little mini fridge is going to produce some heat. And oh yep. my God, it would be, I think the only one who probably wouldn't like it would be my significant other, but she'll get used to it. <laughs> she won't know. Just put like a blanket over it. It'd be fine. It's Xbox huge. It It's <laughs> going to be bigger than a normal mini fridge. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, also with Microsoft though, they did announce uh, their earnings for the year. And uh, actually in their forecast for the next year, 
And right now, Microsoft is expected to report earnings. This is from a Wall Street Journal article. Uh, report earnings of a share up from uh, a share of a dollar thirty-two up from a dollar eight from the same period last year. And also, the company is expected to post net income of ten point one two billion for the October through December period, up from twenty percent from a year ago. So their numbers are doing very well, uh, even on top of, you know, uh, they said even Microsoft, uh, Microsoft's uh, Windows 7 that obviously got discontinued and people are going to 10, uh, along with their cloud Azure environment, like people are still going, uh, you know, that's still expanding like crazy. So uh, Microsoft's doing really well. And that's not even just including the Xbox area. Yeah. Apparently well enough that they can like make three one-off refrigerators. (laughs) Make fridges. Microsoft fridges. That's a new thing. Like, you know, how like Mitsubishi has like air conditioners. And you're like, what? Like, that's this is going to be now their own other product that they're going to be selling. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll just partner with Samsung. Samsung makes some good fridges. Yeah. So. Just to round out the news this week, we talked about previously AMD releasing the new Ryzen 5000 series CPUs, uh, which is very exciting. Now, uh, since the 28th was when they were supposed to talk about the Radeons, I tuned into that. It was very entertaining, very interesting to see the changes that they made, trying to you know get around some bottlenecks in new and innovative ways, maybe ways that Nvidia didn't do. You know, seemed like right. it seemed like they were doing less brute force and more kind of finesse. Uh, one of them was that. They have, you know, they increased like the, I think the L2 or L3 cache for all the mini processors in the Radeon uh, that they all equally share in like, I think groups of eight or something like that up to 128, uh, I think it's megabytes. And it's super fast speed so that, uh, you know, if, if one of the processor units needs a little bit more memory, it can have a little bit more memory. It isn't locked into a certain amount. So looked like a neat little finesse way to do it. And of course, that talks to the RAM on the card. But they they announced three new Radeon 6000 series cards. And it was really interesting because they talked about their 600 XT because the 600 at the at the lower end, 600 XT is going to be their mainstream and their enthusiast enthusiast version is going to be the 6900 XT. And obviously, like anything else, there'll be other ones they release in between there. They'll probably have like a 6900, you know, straight one, you know, and they, they may even have a 6700. They'll put in other ones later. This is the first three they're launching. It was interesting because the 6800 XT for the benchmarks they ran. So take it with a grain of salt was about the same or better, occasionally a little worse than a RTX 3800. Hmm. So this looks like it was built to compete with the 3800. And at the same time, the 6900 was about as good, sometimes better than the RTX 3090. So it's interesting to see that compared to the 3080 and 3090, that these cards are doing really well. And that's what we want. We want good competition. Now, again, that's their benchmarks. Like I say, every time don't pre-order, wait until this actually gets into reviewers hands that can compare it themselves a little less biased than either NVIDIA 
or AMD would be doing it and check it out. Or, but, or just wait until after the bots buy them all and then you can eventually get one a year from yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're going to have the same problem. I'm positive. Oh, absolutely. Especially since one of the things that they're doing is that the 6800 XT, oh, let's start at the 6800 regular. It's $580. And that's about 80 more dollars than the 3070. So it's more expensive, but it mm -hmm. looks like it also be a little bit more powerful. By the way, all three of these cards come with 16 gigs of RAM. The 3080 only has 10 gig on it. Right. And you have to go up to the 3090 to get 24 gig of RAM. So they come with a little bit more RAM. So the 6080, it's a little bit more expensive, $80 more than the 3070. However, the 6080 XT, which is kind of, you know, where your main game players are going to be, $650. And yes, that is that's that's a big there's a pretty good chunk of change, but it's still fifty dollars yeah. less than yeah. the thirty eighty. Yep. So that's, that's the pretty, that's really the flagship everybody's looking to get or trying to get. Yeah. Friends still looking to get. I don't like. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. So fifty dollars less, and it can be pretty comparable to that card. Well, you know, if it's about the same on speed as fifty dollars less, that's something I'm going to look into. The sixty nine hundred. The, the, you know, the super enthusiast card, the crazy people's card, a thousand dollars. And yes, again, that's a ton, ton of change. But the 3090 is yeah. 1500. Super cheap compared to that. It's lit. It's a, th it's two thirds of the cost. Yeah. It's $500 less. So that's pretty amazing. And then the one little last thing I want to throw in here is if you're looking to build a whole new computer and if you are looking to go with an AMD processor, since they have been doing really good and it looks like they might be faster than, than uh, the current generation of Intel processors. Again, wait for the reviewers. Yeah. But they announced a very interesting thing that if you pair up an AMD processor with a, one of these new Radeon 6000 cards on the... 500 series chipset. So like the X570 or the B550, I think is the other one. It will have a way for the CPU and the GPU to share the RAM on board the motherboard a lot smoother and a lot faster. And they said that feature, which is automatic, it doesn't have to be programmed for. No one, no one has to put anything into an API or Windows or their game code or nothing. It's just automatic on a hardware level. If, uh, you know, just turning that feature on, they saw anywhere from 4 to 13% improvement in frames per second. And they even have some anti-lag modes that are reducing lag up to 37%. So well, all those kids need those for all those games are always blaming on lag. Oh man, it was yes. lag. <laughs> Keyboard lag, lag, not internet lag. <laughs> Keyboard and mouse oh, lag. Man. That's funny. So yeah, this is a uh, pretty exciting hardware news. For those of you that are thinking about, you know, building a computer in the near future, I would say definitely wait until probably the, you know, December, January timeframe. Yeah, you know, maybe next year, really, yeah. just because of the way that the, the 3080s are just on backlog. 3070s are, you know, ridiculous. The 3090s. These are going to be on backlog, too, I'm sure. Yeah. 
by the time you'll be able to get one, it'll be probably sometime next year. And then you can start yeah. building from there, which is nice. Like, Cause you can start to budget for it. Now you can put some stuff aside and yeah. you can build this thing in like January or February. Uh, that's kind of what I'm planning to do. And when I get to there, uh, I'll just put together a video series for it as well. Cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, it wraps up the news for right now. Uh, just hang out for just a minute. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. And we're back. <laughs> we're going to start off uh, talking about a little bit what we've been playing. So this past week, I was able to play. Uh, I played Evil Within uh, Evil Within 2 on Friday for the last episode of the Shocktober. Uh, I can say without giving any spoilers to some of those maybe listening, the <laughs> the game was a not as scary as I expected it to be. Uh, I will say the first part of it probably like the first hour definitely seemed very creepy, definitely seemed very scary. Uh, and then it got into a zombie type game and I am not very like, I, I like zombie games. Don't be wrong, but that just wasn't the type of game that I expected to, to, to see. Um, overall, the game was very nice. Uh, the, the graphics were really good. The, like the textures of the people's like skin looked really well. Uh, and the game is only uh, right now, if you pick it up on Steam, they have a Halloween sale. It was $19.99, so it's half price right now as, as opposed to $29.99 uh, that it's usually, or I'm sorry, not $39.99 that it's usually at. It's at half price. So, uh, Other than that, I played uh, Deliver Us the Moon. Uh, it's a game on, it's free for Xbox Game Pass right now. I think it's listed at $20. bucks. do not quote me on that. Um, but basically, it's a uh, futuristic sense where the moon, it, we found uh, some sort of like, material there that can help power the the earth and that was happening for some years something happens that breaks and then we've lost connection with everything there's like dust storms like crazy on earth and uh there was a team that got together to basically send one astronaut back into space and try to fix what's going on you know and they literally said deliver us the moon so they can get uh, power up and running uh pretty interesting space sci-fi type uh puzzle game i haven't played a whole lot of it yet but uh it seems very neat because you're actually floating free floating in space so you get to like rotate yourself 360 in all kinds of different ways and uh, there's light puzzles of like trying to like open certain doors and you have to get through airlocks and stuff so uh pretty neat i checked that out and uh i think that's all i've played this week what about you brian $16.24 for Deliver Us the Moon right now on Steam during their Halloween oh, cool. sale, most likely. Cool. I've been playing a couple of things. Uh, there was one game that I played when I had visited PAX. I played a early you know, version of this on the show floor, and it was called Drake Hollow. Oh, right. And it's one of the things that we actually posted on our Discord in the Join the Beta section. Uh, it has since now been released. So it was it was on beta for a while on Xboxes. And now it's released on PC, Xbox, and I believe PlayStation as well. It is free if you have Xbox Game Pass uh, or you can get it on Steam for twenty nine ninety nine, uh, which pays for two months of my Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun little base building game uh, exploration, uh, your third person perspective, you're going around, you're saving these little plant like creatures called the drakes that have a little bit of magic in them. And they give you buffs that can, uh, be added to your weapons. I remember that in the demo that I played during PAX, they had like unlock some later game content. So at one point, I had a hatchet that was surrounded by bees 
and the bees would <laughs> get do extra sting damage on the enemies when I hit them. So there's these like evil red baddies of different, you know, different strengths and sizes and stuff like that that you fight. And, and they even have levels. So like you might fight one of the little dog like ones early on and like dispatch it fairly quickly. But if you go a couple islands in, because there's these islands that are separated by this ether that that eats away at you. But if you go to these different islands, it might be a higher level of those dogs. It might take a little bit more to dispatch it. So there's fun little mechanics you can do. You can set up uh, a railway of light with different components that you get while you're going through this. There's, it's light crafting. It's not really a crafting game, so don't get excited, Mike. It's more of a base building yeah. game. No, I would already but, be playing uh, it if I knew that. Yeah, but uh, it, it's it's a fun little game. Highly recommend it. Uh, it certainly is is something that you can easily sit down and play 20, 30 minutes of. And it's got a bunch of different things, some juggling acts that are going on as you're going out and exploring a, a raid. Might it'll, it'll let you know in advance, hey, there's a raid happening at your main base in five minutes. So you can kind of like time stuff and hope to get back. And, but it's fun to play. Uh, I've divided most of my time between that and uh, a nice little fun game also saw on Hit Packs, which is Graveyard Keeper. And Graveyard Keeper is a top-down game, kind of 16-bit-ish type era look, very much in the vein of Stardew Valley. I think it's, oh. I think it's like Stardew Valley kind of light and okay. creepier, because you're a graveyard keeper and you have to prepare the bodies, and you have to like slice some of the organs out of them to make them happier because you're slicing out some of their sins before you bury them, so you can have higher rating in your graveyard. But then you might use some of the things you sliced out. Like you might sell the meat to the local inn. It lost me. <laughs> or <laughs> you could slice it up and make hamburgers out of it. Okay. Yep. Oh, and it creepy. gets, it gets even creepier. Like at one time they're like, Oh, we don't like this guy in the graveyard. Here's an exhumation order go exhume him and throw him in the river <laughs> jeez like it's just like if uh, you meet you meet someone else it's like we're getting ready to burn the rich and, and like it's like whoa it, it, you start the game as someone who comes basically from a, you get hit by a car in the real world and you end up here and you try to figure out how to get home and it's just really weird and you kind of like going along well like i guess that's the rules of this world and you like it's and it's it's very much got that stardew valley thing of like there's there's a whole bunch of things to craft and to make you got to get resources you got to balance that off that they're you know the donkey is coming along and dropping off new corpses so you got to go take care of them and you, then you got to go to town and do stuff and and you got to like you got to keep bouncing around from task to task task or you like focus on this task for maybe a day or two. But then you got to like get back to these other ones. So it's very much that hectic plate spinning act that Stardew Valley is. But just uh, I would say. I know a little bit easier. About. I always just make a brewery. <laughs> I stay on my farm. <laughs> OK, maybe, maybe not easier than Mike's Stardew Valley. This is on <laughs> Steam. Uh, it's on sale right now. Six dollars and seventy nine cents. So if you got seven cool. bucks to spend, this is at least a minimum of a weekend's entertainment. It'll probably last you longer than that. I'm still going strong. 
Yeah. And, uh, and just to throw in there, too, Phasmophobia, we've been playing that still. I mean, it's just kind of a thing. Uh, the reason I'm mentioning it is because they did have, like, an update. Uh, they did they fixed a lot of bugs uh, and also threw in some Halloween stuff and also added some new, uh, new ghosts, like new skins uh, or something, I guess you could say. Uh, so that's also really cool. We've been playing that, still still going strong. Uh, I played it last night. Got some new clips we're going to be putting out. Uh, so we'll see. You look for those in the future. I love that one of our Discord members said they they posted one of the bugs that's in the patch note fix, and it's that they fixed a situation where the ghost could grab objects off of your belt if you're in VR, because in VR you have a belt you can put your tools can grab objects off of your belt and throw them. And he said, I would lose my mind and freak out if the ghost took a flashlight off my belt and threw it. Yeah, no, for sure. I would definitely be right there with him. Oh, man. Well, uh, I guess that's uh, what we've been playing this week. So uh, we'll get into our short newses. Our short news, our short attention span news. However you want to say that. So, uh, yeah, start it off. Uh, yeah, we still got to agree on that. <laughs> All right. So from our roving reporter, Tickle, he mentions that uh, yet another creative director has left the Halo Infinity project. So Halo Infinity, which has already gotten delayed, they took the Blizzard approach of when it will be done. They didn't put a date on it. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the good thing there. Uh, but then they brought somebody that had worked with Microsoft before in about ooh, a month ago. So Chris Lee has now left the project. Uh, he is the second, you know, Halo Infinite director to depart in two years. As this tweet from, uh, Jason Schreier tweeting on behalf, behalf of Bloomberg for, you know, the scoop that he had. Uh, he says, you know, it's just another sign of the game's turbulent development. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, we're in turbulent times. So that's, uh, you know, I, I respect Jason Schreier. He's a heck of a games journalist, by the way. He, uh, he, he kind of freelances and, and is working for several different, uh, uh, publications from my understanding. Really like it when he puts stuff out there cause he really digs in and gets some actual, he's a true reporter. So he gets some actual stuff. At the same time, well, yes, we're going to have turbulent development because like we're in the middle yeah. of the road economy and everybody is having problems with this stuff. And they just brought a guy in to help like write the ship. So, you know, there's absolutely going to be somebody who takes offense at that or feels belittled by that or feels that their job just got given away to this guy. So, you know, I'm is that the situation here? Well, no, we're not going to know, but something is going to happen and someone is going to be rubbed the wrong way and just decide, ah, you know what? I put my time on here. I got a good enough resume and I want to try something different. And yeah. that makes sense. Cool. Well, uh, in other news, Nvidia has reportedly canceled two cards that we didn't even know existed. Uh, they have canceled the RTX 3080 20 gig card and the RTX 3070 16 gig card. And what's interesting about this, as we mentioned earlier, these are rated at 20 and 16 gigs, where the ones that actually are released are only sitting at 10. So these were cards are supposed to have a little bit more RAM in those, and actually they've canceled those and went ahead and decided just to, to scrap them completely and move forward with what they already have. Uh, 
Uh, one thing to note is that the RTX 3070 is supposed to still launch. Uh, actually, it's supposed to launch yesterday uh, or the day before uh, with eight gigs uh, to come. So that's actually should be out. And they said, good luck trying to find the 3080 because, you know, that's uh, that's still something that's like everybody's looking for. So uh, two cards that didn't exist and never will. But apparently they were going to have more RAM and maybe be better cards, but we won't ever see them. Yeah, I saw a tweet today that there was still stock left on the 3070. You could still get it from one outlet in UK. Oh, man. So GameSpot, uh, among a couple other outlets, but that was the main outlet that I found this on, reported that Watch Dogs Legions is overheating Xbox One X consoles. And oh it's not the first thing to do that. There's been a couple of other games that in recent past caused the Xbox one X to restart. I believe call of duty was one of them. Yeah. Call of duty, modern warfare, borderlands three also had that. So it looks like that watchdogs legion also has that problem. Fortunately though, Ubisoft was already working on that. They've got a patch coming out. It actually was supposed to release yesterday. So hopefully it did. And hopefully it'll be safe to play this. With that said, Understand, too, that it's doing similar things to the PC. Well, not overheating it, but, oh, it is making PCs run slow. Uh, someone who has the same processor that I had said they had to reduce it completely to 1080, turn off almost all ray tracing, even though they had a 2080 Ti. Jeez. And it just runs really slow, like single-digit frame rates if you're trying to do anything above that. So... Maybe it is now time to get those new CPUs like we were talking about. Also in Ubisoft news is that, well, they partnered with this service that was to allow them to get access to up and coming artists and get their music into their game. Not necessarily royalty free, but, uh, this service allows them just access to that easier and it allows access for these up and coming artists, you know, a venue to get their stuff out there. It's called hit record and they've worked with them before. And the interesting thing is, is that the artist that didn't actually get too much credit other than a very small spark in the credits in the game haven't been paid yet for a year. Now that's not Ubisoft. Hit Record's supposed to pay them. Ubisoft has a contract with Hit Record. So I'm starting to wonder if this Hit Record thing is actually going to be as good as they, you know, said it would be. Yeah, Hit Record I think is actually owned by a famous actor, if I remember correctly. I can't remember um can't remember exactly who, but I do remember that being a thing. So Oh, yeah, I've seen be, it in E3 even. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So No Man's Sky. Uh, has been the only game that I've ever seen in my life come out as total garbage and turn ah. into one of the best games I've ever seen. Uh, and as far as development and the way that the game is still moving forward uh, and having a roadmap and actually living up to that and more, the expectation bar is like like way high at this point. Like They're, they're doing so much this game. Um, they've actually announced that they're going to be having... And they're going to have a new update called Next Generation. And this is going to be a free upgrade, of like just like all the rest of the DLCs for PS5, Xbox, and PC. Uh, they're going to have more, uh, they said, fuller worlds, uh, save game transfers if you have different consoles, uh, up to 32-player multiplayer, 
Uh, it's going to have 4K at 60 frames a second. Uh, ultra visuals, vast base building, warp speed load times, cross-play, so whatever console you have. Uh, PS5 haptics, so with the new controllers, you'll be able to see and feel the different ways that they were, they were talking about with those controllers. Uh, advanced audio, and also this will be also now available in PSVR. So go check the trailer out. They tweeted on it. Uh, you probably can find it on YouTube. Uh, it looks amazing. Absolutely. Then we got another game that looks amazing, which is The Last of Us. They actually remastered it and cut its loading time by 70%. But of course, we all expected that in the PS5. Though, wait a minute. They cut it by 70% on the PS4. Oh, wow. So they did a software update that really reduced the load times on that game without having to, you know, use the ultra-fast SSD that's in the PS5. So I'm going to be really interested to see what Sony continues to do on the PS5. Yeah, that's uh, pretty awesome. Speaking of the honking big boys that PS5s are, Kotaku had a great article that they put out there that a lot of the Kotaku article or editors that have gotten PS5s because they get review units to do reviews of certain things on, they showed in the article where they've been putting these ginormous boxes. And... A lot of them are like, hey, the only place I had was standing upright by my TV. Well, we kind of expected that. And a lot of people are going to stand upright just because it kind of looks better that way. Some of them put it into, you know, the entertainment centers horizontally. And that looks fine. But then it gets interesting. Whereas like the only space that they had to put it in the entertainment center was horizontal and without the stand. Because it just wouldn't fit. So they went ahead and put it in there upside down with the disc side up, which is not supposed to be. So they did that just so that you know we wouldn't have to. I recommend going out and just reading that for a good little laugh. Uh, it's kind of fun as seeing how it looks next to other real day objects, too, so you can get an idea of the size of this thing. It's awesome. So not awesome is if uh, you own Oculus and you decide to delete your Facebook account because you're just tired of seeing all of the cute kittens that everybody's posting, not. Uh, they, someone, a user found out that actually posted on Twitter. It's uh, at the big devs uh, 433. Um, he, well, actually, he talked about it, but uh, at CIXLIV is the person who saw it. It says, important VR PSA. De deactivating your Facebook profile de uh, disables your Oculus profile. Deleting your Facebook account takes away all of your games, purchases, and progress. So it has a screenshot of the Facebook page where it actually shows deactivate account versus delete account, and it literally says you will not be able to access your Oculus products or Oculus information, uh, but you'll be able to still use the Messenger, so that's good. You know, I had to look over to see if you were okay there because you were spouting so many letters I thought you were having a dyslexic seizure or something going oh, on. Oh, no, no. You're we're like, XYCIA, VR, PMA, <laughs> PDA, blah, blah. I was like, what the? what's going on over there, Mike? Yeah, what's going right. on? Can, so, can you can you smile? Can you say the well? I can't say PS Five because that's just letters too. Yeah, uh, well that's fine. So another news for Facebook: they have decided to announce that they're launching Facebook Cloud Gaming or Facebook Gaming, which they've already kind of had. Uh, but what they're focusing on 
apparently is all of the games that are available through the platform for, from the app. So if you're like me and you're scrolling through and you see these games that are like, look really awesome. And then you read the comments and you realize it's not the right game. Uh, they're building in the, the features to where you can actually play those within the ad. So that way you can try to test out the game before you even play it. So that's part of what they're doing. Uh, the other part of this is too, like we'd mentioned before, Farmville was actually uh, end of life at this, this year, they're going to move on to Farmville two and, uh, also, because of Adobe, Flash is now going away, so a lot of these games didn't work anymore. So they moved all these to this Facebook gaming platform where you can play these games from the app. Uh, right now, that's all they're really mentioning about that. That It's not like they're going to launch anything crazy like Stadia or anything like that, but the fact that they're focusing on this is something interesting, and we'll just have to see how it goes. I look forward to some like Farmville megaverse that they'll like, you know, like, you want to play Farmville as a first person shooter? Here you go. Farmville as a strategy, you know, sim TS. You know, here you go. Oh, man. Farmville as a MOBA. They're just going to Farmville every genre and stream it to you. Uh, well, speaking of games and probably a forerunner for game of the year, one of the best things that I've played recently, which was in a surprising place. It was a real estate listing. That's right. Please check out the real estate listing for the house on Blue Lick Road. This is in Louisville, Kentucky, if I remember correctly. And they've actually taken the 3D tour that was on this real estate listing, and they've now preserved it in VR as well, which is just terrifying in a completely new way than the Shocktober that Mike just went through. This house, which I believe is a four bedroom, three bath. And don't let that fool you for it's $375,000 price. I think it was. Yeah, it's it's an old converted church. So while it only has a couple of bedrooms and baths, it's got massive rooms all over the place that are not the bedrooms. It's huge. I legit when I was doing the virtual tour on the real estate website, got lost in this house. Because yeah. every room got converted into basically warehouse with all these rows of shelving with CDs and DVDs and figurines and all kinds of stuff on it. And then the house where people were living or in an office space. It's interesting. You should at least go look and see what you can find. Play like I spy. Wow. Do an I spy in the game. And just oh see, see all the things you can find that are interesting in this house. And don't want to find. Oh, find and don't want to find. There's a sweet Yeah, find the cat. cat. I hope the cat's okay. Because... The cat is not near the litter box. I'll give you that hint, so... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... If you ever wanted to see, like, a CD slash DVD warehouse run by crackheads, this is the place to look at. And it's, it's like, every time you turn a corner and you think you got something figured out, it's like... Oh, I have, I am. Oh, this is just beyond me at this point. Yeah. And check it out. You don't have to be in VR to do it. There's actually a 3d yeah. like VR that they've already mapped out. You can do it on your phone. You can just check it out. So yeah, I just Very did interesting. It on a real estate website. Uh, did it right on my browser. Uh, it's just interesting that they preserved it in VR. Now someone went to the lengths yeah. to like, well, that's good. I'm glad we're going to keep that. Yeah. Cause this thing is fascinating. Oh man. 
All right, well, uh, this is our email segment, but right now we don't have any emails. Inbox is kind of kind of light, so if you're interested in sending us an email, talk about whatever you want to talk about, uh, tell us how you feel, you know, whatever. Uh, GOA at SAS Gaming, so GOA at SASS Gaming.com, uh, and we'll read your email out loud on the podcast and talk about it and answer it. And uh, obviously, if you want to be anonymous, you can say that. Just let us know. We've had a few times um, some submissions like that as well, so... Uh, either way, uh, so this is what uh, got our attention this week. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can check us out on live, usually on Thursday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, this week was a little different because of uh, everything that's going on. But uh, you can check us out there. Uh, and then if you want to follow me, I'm at Zycia on Twitch or at Zycia Gaming on Twitter. And uh, I will be playing another game this upcoming Friday. So I'll be playing uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's series, at least one of them. Uh, for the extra encore for raising uh, over $600 for uh, Able Gamers Charity, thanks to you guys. So really appreciate that. Until next time, uh, we'll do that again. But uh, Brian, you want to go tell me your, tell me your deets? Yeah, Phoenix Nova, P-H-O-E-N-N-I-X-N-O-V-A on Twitter. Just put an underscore between those words to find me out on Twitch. Sounds good. Well, until next week, guys, uh, big week coming up, uh, election and everything. Hope you did your voting. If you hadn't, make sure to get out there November 3rd and make your voice heard. Uh, until then, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week and uh, wear a mask and stay safe. So take care. Wash your hands and be nice to each other. See you next Try. time. Try. <laughs> see you.